Happy New Year and welcome back to Recap Madness, podcast, a podcast about TV by people who love TV. I'm your host, Crystal, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mel and Chara. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yay. <laughs> Today we are returning for episode four of Licorice Recoil, Nothing Seek, Nothing Find. Recap, a uh, quick recap. So the opening mini arc is done. All the protagonists are present and accounted for. Um, in the last ep, Takina accompanied Chisato to her yearly licensing exam and physical in the hopes that she could get Commander Kusunogi to bring her back to DA. She was thwarted, but after teaming up with Chisato to defeat rivals Fuki and Sakura in a paintball exhibition, they really get to know each other and Takina starts to really accept her place at Likoriko. Okay, so let's get to episode four. Takina and Chisato are training in the basement gun range while Kurumi and Mika are looking at them on the monitors. Um, I like that they're still having that discussion about valuing life. Like, it's an ongoing discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think Takina is quite ready to accept that yet. Yeah. No, she's, she, <laughs> she kind of like a smile on her face, like, yeah, but you know, we do, you know, our job is to kill people, you know that, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and so Chisato was like, not, you know, she she lets her know, like, you are really good with regular bullets, so you can just avoid, you know, the, you know, people's guts, I guess, <laughs> and their heads and hearts. Um, which, like we said, like you brought up, I think, Mel, last week, that she does, you know, uh, avoid ma- major organs already. So she's on her way. <laughs> she's um, trying. She's, yeah, she's trying. I just find it interesting. We have a gun range in the basement. <laughs> yeah. is like, are you stupid? Not to me. <laughs> Or are you a moron, she says, because she's like, these girls sass him all the time. And he's just real even about it. He never even responds or like reacts to it. <laughs> but yeah, he just soundproofs it and just hopes for the best, I guess. Yeah, he is really like taking his life into his hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that Takina is super accurate with regular bullets and terrible at shooting with the ones that that Chesato uses. It's funny. Like, I wonder, like, how big of a difference is it? Like, is it a weight thing? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Like, what physically different? about the bullet is different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, later on, Takina comes into the shop after hours, and Chisato has just lost a round of online VR shooting game. They do a lot of shooting around here. She puts the visor on Takina's head and tells her to take over. Takina gets way into it and flips and does all kinds of tricks and vanquishes the competition. Come to find out they were playing against Fuki over at DA. In all the flipping and kicking, Chisato notices something about Takina's underwear that she finds troubling. Chisato marches up to Takina in the dressing room and lifts up her skirt. She's And Takina's wearing boxers. Chisato is appalled. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, Chisato. Should we ask about that first? <laughs> right. Mark the people up and like lift their skirt up. Chisato. Like, chill out. 
And boxers are more comfortable. They can be, definitely. I don't know what her beef is with boxers. (laughs) She's not having it. And it's kind of a weird sequence, but I do appreciate, you know, after watching a lot of anime, you realize that there's a lot of like lewd little things that happen with schoolgirls and stuff. So I I really Mm -hmm. appreciate show us anything uh, to, you know, risque. Um, But yeah, it is a very weird little... Liberty that she takes. Yeah, considering how other anime is, it's really pretty innocent. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now that I think about it, that is so true. Because <laughs> we just see the boxers, we don't see her like her her panties. Yeah. So like, yeah. Oh, that was nice of them to do that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for showing some restraint. Thank you for that. Okay, so Takina states that she thinks these are the designated underwear, and so Chisato questions Mika. Mika told told Takina what he talked... Gosh, I'm sorry. Let me go back. (laughs) Takina states that she thinks these are the designated underwear, and so Chisato questions Mika. Mika told Takina that he liked to wear boxers, and Chisato is fit to be tied. What I don't understand is what was Takina wearing when she was in Kyoto and DA? Like, why is she all of a sudden asking Mika about underwear? That's my question. (laughs) That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, what is going on at DA that she doesn't know what underwear is? I don't know. Maybe it was provided with the uniform. Yeah, maybe. I love how she's like, been a liberating experience. (laughs) Very nice, honey. It's so cute. Yes, they are just adorable. Oh, my God. Anyway, (laughs) Chisato is not having it. So she demands that they go out the next day and buy the girl some panties. Telling her to wear her plain clothes, Takina asks Mika if he has designated plain clothes. And he groans, wondering why his life is so hard. The next day, they meet at the train station. Chisato has a cute little outfit on, but Takina is not dressed to impress, so Chisato suggests they pick up a new skirt for her. Takina agrees. I really like how different their conversation is in this case next to how it was in the first, you know, the first episode where, you know, Takina was just not, didn't trust, like straight up said she didn't trust her. She was foolish and all kinds of wasn't you know and then in this one she's just like you know I trust you you know I I trust your judgment I don't really understand why you're so you know bent on getting me new clothes but you know if you choose it I'm down that was a nice change especially since like all of this clothing stuff has nothing to do with the mission Mm -hmm. talking it would be like I don't care yeah but that she's willing to go with Chisato and do this anyway that shows growth Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Shasato is being a real hater at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. But Tachima is like, okay, whatever. I'll go with it. Right, right. <laughs> like, why are you hating on everything this girl is wearing? <laughs> and she's so excited. And she's excited that Shasato, I mean, I'm sorry, she's excited that Takina is is going to go along with it. And Takina looks a little overwhelmed, but it's very cute. They're so adorable. Um, back at Lika Rico, 
Kurumi is taking a bath and trying to trace the stolen guns on the dark web. Mizuki comes in and evicts her from the tub since the cafe is open. Kurumi and informs her that the arms markets haven't changed so the guns are still unaccounted for. Mika calls for Mizuki and she enlists Kurumi because the other two won't be back till late. Um, Mizuki was so wrong for tossing that baby like that. Yeah, she was. <laughs> I was like, you got that laptop all wet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was just trying to have a relaxing day checking on the arms market and hearing <laughs> Doing the work she said she would do for, you know, for, for safe passage. I mean, like, boundaries, people. Jesus. <laughs> Pull somebody out of the bathtub. I love how unaffected Kermie is by being manhandled or woman-handled so roughly. She doesn't even really, you know, she don't even say ouch. <laughs> she was like, whatever. It's like, fine. So yeah, they have a nice little comfortable working relationship. Everybody does. So that's, that's nice. Over at the mall, Shisato was dressed, dressing Takina up like a doll and cooing all, cooing over her and putting cute outfits together. Takina is low key into it, but also along for the ride. She's not, you know, completely on board. She focuses or she refocuses them on the original objective, and that's to get panties. At the lingerie store, they consider the options. Takina drags Chisato into the dressing room and demands to see her panties since she knows so much. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> into Yuri territory, ladies. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> We're into it. <laughs> This was perfect. I was like, Jisato, you kind of deserve this. Right. <laughs> and I love how they take turns making each other blush, basically. <laughs> okay, so they they get Takina some draws and then go to a French cafe. Chisato orders a very decadent dessert and Takina is a bit fretful, but Chisato insists they have a finite amount of times to eat, so it should always be good and yummy. Um, and they can just run a few extra miles to stay in shape. Oh, to be young. A <laughs> couple behind them is having a hard time figuring out the menu, so Chisato goes to help. Takina has a bit of the confection and smiles. She's finally relaxing a bit. Okay, this was so sweet. Like her little her little smile, the breeze going through her hair. I'm like, oh my God, talking is a real girl. <laughs> She's having a Not moment. A killing machine. <laughs> and that was a nice moment. Mm-hmm. I respect Chisato's first part of her advice. I reject the second part. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no running. <laughs> I mean, like, what's a life expectancy for them? I mean, you're not going to live that long. Might as well live it up. <laughs> right. Can't be too long. I guess if you get out, you know, after your designated time, you know, you'd be all right. Do you get out, though? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the other thing. I feel like when she said they don't have papers, so they can't leave the country, that it's lifetime trap. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I love how Chisato had to remind her that they're not on a mission with objectives. They're hanging out for the day. <laughs> She's like tricking this girl into indulging in normal teen activities. <laughs> they oh, had, they had done nothing for their socializing. 
nothing, nothing for these girls. <laughs> How to sound is her not like so normal kill. is weird. <laughs> DA said, you kill, that's it. <laughs> right. We do learn a little bit about, you know, uh, DA life. The meals are pretty yummy. And they were provided by a chef that was from the Imperial household. Um, but the only sweets they got were sugary fried carrito that are deep. They're deep fried cookies covered in sugar. I looked that up. I was like, oh, that sounds yummy. So that sounds they good. get some indulgences. but I wonder why just that when they had a yeah. chef. Right. I guess keeping it simple and uniformed. Yeah. You don't want them to be too happy. Right. <laughs> don't indulge them too much. Mm-mm. Back at Lico Rico, Kurmi has taken Miss Saudi's picture and turned it into a 3D environment she can walk through and examine faces. She muses about how who the main culprit might be. And as an anime watcher, I can tell her that the guy with the green floppy hair and wearing a distinct outfit is probably the best candidate next to those genetically drawn rabble that are standing around him. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought, you know. <laughs> Always one with the the special hair. (laughs) Look for special hair and special clothes. And you probably found a main person. (laughs) He definitely had the Joker look about him. So Yes. (laughs) Back on Shisato and Takan. Lord. Back on Shisato and Takina's day out. They arrive at the aquarium where Shisato has a yearly pass. She offers to get Takina one too. Shisato just enjoys watching the animals while Takina has her phone out doing research as they go. Horses strike them as an odd fish. Takina wonders how they evolved to look like that while Shisato is like, what about, she like poo-poos her academic curiosity. (laughs) They see spotted eels and Shisato starts mimicking their body movements. Takina admonishes her for drawing attention to herself since they're licorice, but Chisato asserts that um, when they're not in uniform, she is not licorice. She's right. Mm -hmm. Work-life balance, ladies. (laughs) I mean, I love this whole sequence because I love the aquarium. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, live it up. This is how I would live it up. Right. I haven't been to the aquarium in so long, but yeah, that's a great trip. This like this sounds like the perfect day. Just a little shopping, mm-hmm. some sweets, the aquarium. I'm all for this. <laughs> Absolutely, not like, a bad day. Come take me out. Right, you, you you have good itineraries. I'm into it. I also love that it shows like the differences between how they like see the world and also the complementariness of you know their personality. Mm-hmm. And how Takana continues to go along with it. Like she's still, Mm -hmm. she's involved in this day. She's not fighting against it. She's not like, we need to go back. Right. She's like, you know, I'm going to Google this weird fish. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, she, again, she's confused (laughs) in a very cute way, but also like game. Then they sit down and talk. Takina asks her why she uses the rubber bullets. Also, 
She's loud enough to be heard by other people. And just talking about being licorice very loudly, even though they're saying, you know, you got to be discreet, but then they're also talking about bullets and being licorice. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) Chisato explains that she does not want anyone to force her to take away their time, you know, to kill them, basically. She doesn't mind hurting people bad enough that they wish they were dead, which surprises Takina. She tells her that she's mysterious, and Chisato asks if that's her allure. My Yuri senses continue to flutter. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm loving this moment. Just yeah. Getting to the know each other. I like that Takina brings up what Chisato said in DA last episode about what she wants kind of always comes out on top. So I'm glad that she's listening in, she's taking things in and, you know, she brings it back up. Yeah. That shows she's really, you know, she's really trying to understand Masako mm-hmm. and her life. Yep. So that's an inquisitive nature. Shisato explains that she is looking for someone and reveals that she has one of the owl pendants that makes her a beneficiary of the Allen Institute. So now we know Mr. Yoshi's connection to Chisato. What are we thinking, ladies? There's something nefarious going on, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There is. I'm worried about her. Mm. Yeah, there's yes and no, I guess. Because, like, there's obviously something very special about Chisato. So, like, in that sense, like, I'm not really surprised that she got one of those little pendants. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like the two, the Allen Institute and the Licorices, don't really mix. Mm. So I'm wondering how that works. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to see what that connection is. And it's funny because we, you know, we learned about the Allen Institute in the first episode. But, you know, we're just now figuring out that Chisato, you know, is a beneficiary of it. And I don't know. Did you did you suspect that beforehand? Yeah, me neither. So now we're in episode four and now we know. Allen Institute only helps people with talents and Chisato doesn't know what hers is. Takina admits that she'd love to have a talent, but she doesn't know what hers is either. Chisato wants to find the person who gave her the pendant and thank them. The energy drops a bit, so Takina sheds her conservativeness and runs out into the middle of the floor and pretends to be a fish. Chisato joins joins her and pretends to be an eel. Takina tells her the pendant is super cute, so she should show it off, and they run off to see the penguins. People were just looking at them like, what? (laughs) (laughs) kids (laughs) they're just being adorable I know they're so precious they're my children (laughs) cutest little dumplings with a show like show that has so much gunplay I say all a lot I know (laughs) they've got to offset the violence a little bit yeah definitely especially when you have like whole episodes that are kind of chill like this and it's really nice seeing Takina slowly come out of her shell over the course of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fish transition. Mika is at a bar with a fancy fish tank drinking with Mr. Yoshi, or Shinji as he calls him. 
Mika asks him point blank why he came back. Shinji says he wanted to see Mika. Mika calls BS and says he wanted to check up on Chisato, who has been looking for him the whole time. Apparently, she only met Shinji once. Shinji isn't supposed to have further contact with Allen Institute recipients, but he does want to check to see if Mika kept his promise. Then Shinji says that genius is a gift by God and that should be delivered to the world and share that gift. What a rarity to be a genius in killing. Oof. Yeah. What a weirdo. (laughs) We do love some dramatic irony, though. So, like, so Chisato's the genius in killing? Yeah. Who doesn't kill anymore? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) She specifically has, like, an edict where she doesn't kill. And he's... uh, has deemed her a genius of killing. So, I wonder if they're going to try to force her back into it. Yeah, I hope not. Oh, that would hurt. That would hurt. Mm-hmm. She's so happy. I know. <laughs> She's living a great life, just you know, maiming people. Mm-hmm. Right. Let her maim. Let her maim. <laughs> and also do, you know. Battle, uh, battlefield medic. <laughs> she also is a mm-hmm. battlefield at the people she shoots. <laughs> so yeah, the the thick plotins definitely. Um, it's evening. The green-haired man from the arms deal is heading down into the subway station. He's met with his crew of generic toughs in work jumpsuits, carrying large cases of weaponry. He monologues vaguely about balancing out all the sanitized and wholesome, presumably with gun violence. Meanwhile, Takina and Chisato are headed back to Likoriko and notice a bunch of licorice standing around at the station. Something is about to go down. The the train stations are all blocked off and not taking any passengers. Green hair and his crew shoot up the express train as it pulls into the station. They're caught off guard because there doesn't seem to be anyone on the train, but then Licorice jump up and shoot them, eliminating all his boys and green hair, blows up the train, killing the majority, if not all, the Licorice. Um, What? (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. We were having such a nice time. Right. Oh my goodness, these poor red shirts. Or tan tan shirts, I should say. This show and the way it goes from fluff to violence. Right. <laughs> Whiplash. Cause like at first I was like, they're not dead. And I was like, you know, actually people regular people can't live through something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> And I mean the whole thing is like the whole plan was to shoot up a train which they thought would have passengers in it, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's such a horrible like, why on earth would you want to do something and, and call that balancing out? Like what kind of evil? Like balancing what? Right. <laughs> Our society's too good. We need to inject horrific gun violence into it. No, let's not. Right. We need to be more like America, I guess. I mean, that's what the licorices are for. (laughs) (laughs) They handle the gun violence. (laughs) 
So then it's night. They're walking up on the train station from earlier, Chisato and Takina. Cops and emergency folks are all around. Takina wants to go help, but Chisato reminds her they aren't in their uniform, so they have to head back. And that actually reminded me, this is kind of a weird thing after all this drama that just happened, but I was like, how do these girls get paid? They'd have to get some kind of compensation because they're supposed to buy their own, like, you know, panties and stuff. So I'm guessing they get some kind of, you know, stipend. Do they get it from, like, working at Lico Rico? Oh, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Because if you work, I guess if you work for DA, you get everything provided for you. Yeah, I was about to say, okay. So maybe, maybe... And the Lico Rico only has like three customers. <laughs> There's like five. Don't be like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, back at Lico Rico, Kurumi is beating some regulars in a board game. And the news is reporting that an empty train derailed with no casualties to cover up for the slaughter fest we just watched. They can see on the TV that Detective Abe is there. At the scene, Abe's partner is annoyed that they're not allowed to go to the scene you know, to the actual scene of the train. Abe seems to know there's more to it than what's being reported, but he doesn't seem as pressed as his part. He's in this like elder world, like world weariness to him. Oh yeah, definitely. That I wonder how much he knows. Because mm. if he, they know the Lachrises are down there and they're not sending any help. I mean, they could, maybe somebody's alive. Yeah, maybe they have their only special, like, um, folks that go to retrieve, you know, any girls. And, I mean, they would have to get rid of any bodies, too. Yeah. Yeah. I assume DA has people. Yeah. I just assume DA has people to take care of all of that. Yeah. One-stop shop. Mm, Poor girls. Mm Mm-hmm. They just, they were just... Unfortunately, they were just, you know, orphans. <laughs> and so they were, you know, drafted into this army. <laughs> and now they're gone. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like these, there's such dark undertones in this anime, as cute as it is. There's so many dark undertones. Yeah. I would like to know, though, like, since there's a possibility of survival, what happens if someone get seriously injured to where they can't perform anymore. Mm. I'm going to believe that they are well taken care of. And maybe they they have to like work in like the office. That's what I hope for. But <laughs> <laughs> please don't have like a hor- like horses where they get like <laughs> Okay, so um Okay, so back at Lika Rico, Chisato is throwing out Takina's comfy boxers. She decides to take her panties off and put on some of Chisato's boxers to enjoy the fabric, I guess. <laughs> Mizuki busts in on her and accuses her of getting some D. Um, Chisato says they're Takina's and Mizuki inspects Takina's underwear, declaring they are cute. So then she drags Chisato out to shame her in front of everyone while Takina laughs and Mika ex- answers a call from Commander Kusunogi. There's so, there's literally always some chaos going on in that place. Right, right. Hey, mind your own business. 
Mizuki is like always there doing is. too much. Why is everybody always taking everybody else's underwear? Wrong, wrong. Right. <laughs> always doing too much with a bunch of teen girls. Like, exactly. She's just so hungry just for a man. And she's just like, she's just jealous because she's wearing <laughs> boxers. This is like, you were staying out with some boy. Like, why are you like writing fanfic she- about this girl's life? Exactly. I just know Mizuki spends all her time on AO3. <laughs> and in, like, she goes back and forth between those two. She's in like, the sections you don't want to be. She is probably a Wattpad girl. Yes. <laughs> you, and it's, and and again, Wattpad. Mika is just so like, he doesn't even react to them anymore. She's definitely read after <laughs> I get it. all of it. <laughs> whatever i'm gonna keep making coffee right um so then after the credits did y'all see the after credit scene okay so after the credits green hair is injured in an alley he is excited and he's the only one who made it out of his of his crew he is excited to have confronted who keeps japan unbalanced and sanitized but to his disappointment mm-hmm. he finds out that da has already covered it up with a the derailment story his name is Majima, and he's contacted by Robota through the phone, telling him he wants to help him take down Licorice. Majima isn't interested and decides he needs to go bigger so they can't lie about it next time. He looks over to the broken radio t- tower. Finn. Oh, not Robota again. <laughs> <laughs> Inserting himself into other people's nefarious deal. Right! He was like, what? <laughs> Why are you calling me? The way he just Oh yes. So I appreciate how, the way he just talked about him. Majima's whole thing is what, what do we think about him? Like who who are you? I don't I care. have no but. idea. I wonder if he's just like a villain for the sake of being a villain. Mm. I just want to see the world burn kinda. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah it does he does give that impression that feel so yeah i think that's everybody i think that's all the i feel antagonists i feel like he is at this point i think he he wants everybody um what are what are you looking forward to seeing next week what do you want to see i need some more info on kurumi okay I think I need to know what the deal is. How did she become Walnut? Like, what's happening? Just more relationship development, you know. Just more of Chisato helping Takana to acclimate to the world. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you for talking with me. Have a great night, and uh, see you next or hear you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. What's up, Recappers? It's Chara here to remind you to rate, review, uh, share the podcast with your friends. Uh, If you'd like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at It's Recap Madness, or you can reach us by email at recapmadness at gmail.com. See you next time.